episode 13 of the Youth Ministry Podcast for Volunteers. If you're a volunteer who works with teenagers, this podcast is for you. You have landed in the right place. Hey, I'm Chris Trent, and I work with the Next Gen Ministry from the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. I've worked with teenagers for a little over 30 years now, and I love pointing them to Jesus. And I'm Jennifer Fletcher. I am a real-life volunteer. I worked in girls' ministry for years and years, and I'm now home with my kids, but I couldn't stay away from those teenagers. So I get to volunteer with them weekly, and we are glad that you are here. That's awesome. Well, hey, friends, before we jump into today's episode, hey, please take a moment just to subscribe to the podcast. That would be super helpful. And also, if you don't mind, just go ahead and leave a review with whatever podcast, uh, you know, whatever podcast thing you use there, whether that be iTunes or Spotify or whatever that is. Uh, Leave a review. That's super helpful about spreading the word uh, to others about it. And also, last episode, just want to remind you, we introduced something new this season. And it's really just to help this be a great resource. So what we've done is we've started adding to the show notes questions that you can use to discuss this topic that we're covering today. So here's what I recommend. Hey, youth pastors, do this, send this thing out to your youth volunteers and set up a time where you can talk about any of the episodes uh, specifically. Volunteers, if you don't have a full-time youth pastor or whatever, just get together and and plan on talking about uh, one of the episodes and we'll have questions there for you that will help you discuss those things. Yeah, and Chris, I'm so excited today. We've got joining us Billy Crystal. He is our North Georgia Next Gen Rep. And way up there in Ringgold, Georgia, got great advice, been working with students a long time. Billy, we're glad you're with us. How are the cows there up in Ringgold? So actually, it's not been a cow day. Today has been a turkey day. And uh, I need to send you the video of my interaction with the turkeys this morning at Heritage Middle School. It is hilarious. (laughs) Things I did not experience today. Not even joking. What's funny is everything you're saying right now actually happened. Oh, it happened. (laughs) I hope it happens. (laughs) Ringles is See, I told you, full of good advice about turkeys and cows and teenagers. They're all the same. It, They're all the same. Well, <laughs> well, Billy, talk to us, man. What are we talking about today? Let's set this thing up. Hey, today we're going to be talking about creating a welcoming culture in our youth group. You know, a welcoming culture takes training and students are going to naturally take the path of least resistance. So as a result, we're going to have to literally prepare them and train them for this. Yeah, I think this is a great topic um, because, you know, earlier we were talking before we even got started here. One of the struggles that I think maybe some of us have is we probably just kind of fall back on the assumption that our culture, whether that be around, you know, sitting around in chairs or whether that be in a Sunday school type room or around a table, we probably are, we probably kind of assume that our culture is pretty good, but it may be worth looking at every once in a while and just kind of going, Hey, is this what it needs to be? Oh oh yeah. And and this needs to be a concern for everybody. So you have the very large youth ministry that think they have trained leaders uh, that are prepared for this, that may or may not, but this is especially true for the smaller groups. I was talking to a youth director uh, just recently that has a smaller group of six kids. And we were talking about this very subject and over our conversation, we realized that the truth is she didn't know all the kids very well. Uh, they have uh, different groups that they're in, clubs that they're in, activities. And uh, it, it was kind of eye-opening for both of us. Yeah, I think it's great. And, and the other thing we were saying right before this thing started was the beautiful thing is if we get this right, this has the possibility of not just impacting our immediate group of kids that we have, but this potentially could f- overflow into our entire church, our entire congregation. Oh, this definitely. Thing could create a culture. We, we can't allow the welcoming culture to stay in our youth space. I know in, in my ministry, uh, our middle school kids 
uh, one weekend every month, they are greeters in our church. And one weekend, our high school kids are greeters in our church. And a lot of people may think, well, we don't we don't need more greeters. Well, you know, greeters can be inside the building, outside the building, all over. They can be in, in hallways. There are a lot of ways to train our students uh, for the big picture of what's going on in our in our ministries. Yeah. And whether you have guys or whether you have girls, this thing is still something that's really matters. I know when I think about middle school guys or high school guys, it could be a real closed off group. But Jennifer, for girls, this is a real challenge as well, correct? It's huge. And I think, too, we need to remember that the more our students feel welcomed and encouraged, the more likely they are to go into their schools and welcome and encourage their friends and their teammates. And so this is a great way that we teach our students how to show the love of Christ literally to the people that they're around all the time. This is great. Well, hey, let's jump in. We've got seven ideas and we've got to go through these things fast because we want to honor everybody's time. You're just, you're, you're riding to school, you're driving to work and you've been asked to listen to this thing you're doing and we're going to try to honor that. Here are seven ideas on how to create a welcoming culture in your group, whether that's a Sunday school group or a small group, whatever that looks like. Here's number one, simply know each kid by name. That sounds pretty simple, you know, but the fact is, is that can be a challenge. You know, some, some people are good at remembering names. Some people are not, it's not natural for me. And I've had to resort to actually using some tricks over the years. Uh, my first uh, youth group that I had, I actually had them take pictures, print the pictures out. And I put names and I'm, I made flashcards, but nowadays with our phones, you know, as creepy as it sounds, man, when you get that new group of kids, just take a picture uh, of each kid and know them by name. And I think that's also especially true when you think about being welcoming. The kids that are coming all the time, they probably feel welcome already. And you probably do call them names or by call them names. Call them You're names. Too. No, that's yeah. not what I <laughs> That's not what I meant. Don't that's not creating a welcoming culture. I don't know. It may be depending <laughs> on the guys. But anyway, uh, what I'm saying is though, knowing each kid, but but if you remember, but if that kid shows up after having been gone for a little while, Johnny, what's up? Or Susie, what's up? You know, I think that really, really makes a difference there. Yeah. Yeah. And we also want to make sure, Chris, that as we think about making sure we know their names, where they're coming into and making sure that we create that space to be welcoming. And so and that's number two. Yeah. Create a welcoming space. Yep. Here we go. So, you know, making sure you know and anticipate who's going to be there. Make sure you have enough chairs. It is so awkward for a kid to come in and feel like they're a nuisance or feel like they're in the way. And so making sure that they got a place to sit. You know, I remember my youth group going growing up always had couches and couches are like so fun and so cool until they're so socially awkward, you know, and you're like, I don't yeah. want to be the kid that can't fit or I don't want to sit next to them. And so there's this awkward space between us. So really thinking through the details of the environment that you create, making sure that is a welcoming place for a group of friends to come in and for an individual that might not know anybody else to come in. Yeah. Huge. I love it. Billy, you got number three. What's up? You know, we need to learn how to talk uh, up to our kids rather than down to our students. That probably doesn't make love a lot this. of sense. You brought this one. This is the one, one of the ones that you brought to, to our talk this morning. And I love what you're saying here. Yeah, Break this, this is, thing down. You know, as, as an, a person that's been around youth ministry a long time, the culture I grew up in for example, a kid that walks in the door that you've not seen in a couple of months, you're instantly going to talk down to them. Hey, man, where have you been? Uh, in the real world, these kids live in such a negative environment. We need to talk up to them. Just simply say, I'm so glad you're here today. Now, obviously, there are moments where with discipline that there needs to be time that you talk down, but that needs to be reserved for only the moments when it's absolutely necessary. 
Yeah, because realistically, right, we know that that kid that hasn't been there in a little while, they know they've not been there. Yeah, and there may be a really good reason for it that may or may not be embarrassing that they don't want it brought, the the attention brought on to them. Yeah, for sure. Nobody wants to feel made fun of or feel, I don't know, just like they don't have the right reason to come to church. We want to make sure that they always feel welcome to come to church. Yeah, I think this is huge. Yeah, and, and, and honestly that's not natural for me. Like that particular, like talking, not that I'm wanting to always talk down to kids, but if, if somebody shows up that hadn't been there a while, it just feels natural to just say, Oh dude, I hadn't seen you in a while. Like, where have you been? Right. Like that feels natural, you know, rather than just kind of, you know, talking up to them, like lifting them up, dude, what's up? So good to see you. What's up? Hey man, how's it been? Whatever, you know? Uh, And that's where knowing that kind of stuff really matters. Well, Hey, uh, we're we're halfway there. We're getting almost halfway there. We're like three kind of halfway there. Number one, know each kid by name. Hey, number two, room setup matters. Number three, talk up the kids, not down. Hey, here's number four, creating a welcome culture also takes place. Creating a welcoming culture also takes place outside of your meeting time. Here's what we mean. Part of what happens whenever you sit down around you know, in a circle or whatever that looks like in your particular setting, that welcoming culture, the work that you do outside of your normal meeting time, when you reach out to kids, wishing them happy birthday, telling them, Hey, don't forget this thing. Hey, I'm praying for you. All of those things really, really matter. And ultimately will create a situation where, man, when you sit down, it's not like this is the first time we've seen you or communicated with each other since last Sunday or last Wednesday. So all of that stuff that takes place outside of your immediate meeting time there really, really makes a difference. You know, it feels almost like a, like dating, you know, in a weird way. Like if I was going to go on a date with somebody and then I didn't hear anything from them for a week, I'd be like, this isn't going well. They don't want to talk to me. So the next dinner, I'd be so stressed out. You know, that is such a weird, a weird analogy with teenagers. That but is really good. Can we you all agree, especially in today's culture, like dating today when like cell phone world? Oh yeah. gosh, okay. I'm so glad. Obviously, don't be weird, but make sure like any other relationship that you would have in your life, if you ignored your friend for a week, that would be odd. Don't ignore your students yeah. for a week. That's a good word. That's a good word. Well, Jennifer, you've got the next one. You brought this. I think it's funny that you brought this next one. I just want everybody to know this is your idea. This is my idea. And I think, you know, maybe it's the girls minister, but I think it's really the fact that I'm a mom of boys, but feed them constantly. Always feed feed them. them. Everybody wants food all the time. This does not have to be elaborate. And this is not a thing for you to feel stressed about needing to provide food. Get some parents involved, have kids sign up to bring food, throw a bag of candy on the table, but there's nothing better to break the ice than eating something. And so make sure that you bring a snack, have kids bring a snack to share. I just feel like there's so many things where maybe, maybe I'm sitting down with my group and there's a kid that the first kid there is the quiet kid, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to interview this kid awkwardly until other kids come. But having something to eat and being like, this muffin is weird. That is awesome. That just breaks the ice for you. Always have. Uh, I love that. It, yeah. The pro tip there is like you said, get parents involved, like get a sign up sheet. Yes. You know, and, and then that's probably, you might have to remind them on Saturday night. You may have to set yourself a reminder to remind them, hey, don't forget tomorrow we're counting on you to bring donuts. Oh, wait, actually, we decide we're not going to be there, you know, so you find somebody else. But yeah, I mean, it, you really can make it easy on yourself. And, and that kid show up with donuts. Teenagers are easy to, easy to impress. You do not have to have fancy food. Very cheap, yeah, simple. For real. 
Oh yeah. I think you said earlier leftover Halloween candy. I mean, that's, that's a home run. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's great. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Billy, you have number six. You know, sometimes we had, we have to just simply ask our regular attenders to be welcoming. Uh, if you, if you're in my ministry, you've probably heard this phrase, uh, several times I'll walk up to one of my older or more experienced kids and I'll, I'll point to a kid on the other side of the room and say, Hey, that, see that kid over there. I, I'm not asking you to be their best friend, but I would appreciate you that you go over there and, and talk to them and make them feel welcome. And as a result, we've almost created this for lack of a better term, circular learning where they will realize, Oh, wait a minute. Once upon a time, I was the kid and the older kids came over and talked to me and then it becomes like they're proud of that, that they're that's discipleship, that they are carrying on that, that, that now they're the older experienced person. And there's a certain amount of responsibility that comes along with that. And the truth is, kids don't know what to do. So if you ask them what to do, they're more than likely going to respond in a, in a very positive way. I love that. And it gives such great leadership roles and makes your older students or your students that have been there a while feel like they have ownership of your youth group or your setting. This is my place. I'm a leader here. I get to belong here, which is great. Another little tip in that also would be that you don't just, uh, you know, Billy, that you don't just grab them and say, hey, you go do. You could also say, hey, come with me. We're going to go talk to that kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do a lot of that as well. For sure. Yeah, so good stuff. Yep. Well, Jennifer, wrap this thing up for us. Number seven. Yeah. My last Tip, I guess, would be to not be pushy. And what I mean by that is that your tone and how you teach really does matter. It makes a big difference. I think yeah, when you brought this, you're not and you're not just talking about like because earlier we talked about talking up, talking down, but this is a little bit different. This is more during the teaching time. You're this is more about. during the teaching time. Yes. I think a lot of times we have this great idea and notion that the closer, the best, the better we are at being a small group leader, the more vulnerable our kids will be. And so I'm going to be the group that we're going to open scripture and they're going to pour their hearts out. And on a Sunday morning, we're just going to have this awesome experience and see life change. And we want that for sure, but we need to make sure we're not pushy about that. I think there's a couple of things that can kind of keep kids quiet at the table that you need to know. And the first I would say is friend dynamics. Sometimes you might have a great question about the Lord that is personal for your students, and they might be thinking of answers but not want to answer aloud because they don't trust everybody that's around them. And we need to respect that. We remember being teenagers. We know how much friendships change in your middle school and high school years. And so we need to respect that there might be things going on outside of our knowledge that are impacting some of those relationships. And so I think asking rhetorical questions, especially when it comes to what are we struggling with or prayer requests, even uh, ways that we apply scripture to our daily lives, ask them to think on it. Can everybody think of a time that they've experienced this? Tell me yes or no versus pour out your soul to me right now. And then following up with one-on-ones. And I think another great thing you can do during that is to make sure that you give them opportunities to be anonymous or uh, hypothetical. You know, I found, especially with younger groups, great success in your first couple of years with them with doing like a fishbowl, write down questions you have, write down your thoughts and throw them in the middle anonymously. That way you get to know what your kids are thinking without pressuring them. We don't want to be pressuring with them. I love it. This is so good. And good dude, maybe not a fishbowl, maybe use just an old jankety old hat. You know yeah, saying? use a hat. I don't wear a hat to church, but you do. So use your hat. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's huge. And how you teach really does matter and it makes a difference. Yeah. Well, hey, friends that are listening, can we just say thank you for what you do? Uh, listen, the three of us, we have all served in full-time ministry at some, in some capacity at some point. And what the three of us that are on the episode lead here today know is that without volunteers, uh, man, we can't do this thing. And what you do really does matter. I know sometimes it feels like it doesn't. Sometimes you're not getting the responses that you want. Sometimes kids don't show up after you've prepared. But I promise that what you do matters. God has called you to, to serve teenagers and point them to Jesus. So keep up the great work. These are just some ideas. Don't let them stress you out. Find one or two that you might can tweak and, uh, and and see about maybe adding it to your life. Well, hey, that does it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Hey, by the way, do you have any ideas on what we could do for an episode? We would actually love to hear from you. You can email us at youthministrypodcast at gabaptist.org. I will put that in the show notes page. And in the show notes page, I'm also going to put the fa- uh, these discussion questions. These are just some ideas on how you can break down this episode as a group and talk about it together. Hey, and make sure that you join us. Episode 14 is coming up and you do not want to miss it. Y'all, we are going to talk about the kid that talks too much. And on the flip side, the kid that maybe doesn't talk enough. And how do you balance the two of those things? Chris, I can't wait. I'm scared, but I can't wait. (laughs) This is going to be so good. How to get that kid to shut up. I wanted to title it Shut Up, but I knew I couldn't get away with that. Because like some people are sensitive to that. You know what I'm saying? But you can tell so, all your so friends, listen. listen to the next podcast. It's on shutting up. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well, hey, special thanks to the Georgia Baptist Mission Board for allowing us to provide this as a free resource. We're especially thankful for churches that continue to give to the cooperative program. It really does make a difference. Hey, if you need anything, you can find us at gabaptist.org slash next gen. I'll put a link in the show notes page to that as well. Hey, we'll see you next time on the Youth Ministry Podcast for volunteers. 